Welcome to It's All About the Story, grief stories that connect us. This podcast takes you into the lives of people who have gone through loss and have come out the other side to experience joy again. Each story is someone's lived experience and reveals how wrestling with grief can turn loss into wisdom. You might even find some of these insights helpful in your own grief journey. Come, meet the people like yourself who have experienced loss and who now openly share their story with us. And now, here is your host, Rick Berg. Welcome to It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. Today, I'm your host, Erica Fairberg, filling in for Rick, whom I will be interviewing for this week's episode. We would like to thank First Memorial Funeral Services and Garden of Memories in Victoria for sponsoring this program. Please phone them at 250-658-5244. If you are interested or in need of their services, the number again is 250-658-5244 if you need First Memorial Funeral Services um, for yourselves. This week's topic is entitled, Why You Don't Need to Recover from Grief and Why You Don't Have to. Is it time to speak a different language when we talk about grief to ourselves? and with those around us? I wanted Rick to share an important component in his grief philosophy as he reflects back on the 12th anniversary of his first wife Pam's death. This week was a tough week for Rick, and he wanted to share part of his story, hoping that it might be helpful for some of you who are listening out there on this program. Rick, last week was the anniversary of Pam's death. How was that for you? Well, Erica, I guess you know a little bit of the story because you live with me. Um, But I spent obviously some time alone as well. But um, it was a tough week for me. Uh, Every time that you experience the death during the anniversary, somebody that uh, was special to you, um, you know, you remember. And so when you remember, it brings back a a ton of memories. Uh, You know, you begin to think back on your life a little bit with that person, what your life was like. And I suppose a little bit of what your life would have been like uh, if they would have been around a little bit. I mean, that's just natural for us to do as human beings. So, um, you know, it was tough because obviously I have a very good life now, married to you, and have a wonderful life, actually. But when this grief comes back, it uh, surprises you often. And so it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tough couple days, I think, you know, I guess kind of working up to it. Uh, knowing that it was coming. Um, I mean, I remember the exact hour that Pam died. I was with her at the end of life, uh, her last breath. And so, you know, that early morning kind of uh, kind of came rushing back, but more so, I think, uh, later on in the day when I had a chance to breathe and think and reflect. And it kind of came storming back on me, yeah. As I recall, you had some tears there. It's, uh, it's been 12 years since Pam breathed her last breath on Earth. Were you expecting the grief to return with that intensity? 
I think yes and no. I mean, because I, I work with so many people in the grief world, and my counseling practice, um, you know, no matter how, how prepared we are, I suppose, for this anniversary, um, it always surprises uh, many people, including myself, the intensity of, of the grief. Um, it's a funny thing, Eric, you know, I mean, it's just another day in the year when you think about it. And yet, it has a lot of power because it was that day that that person, you know, was removed from your life uh, because of death. And so, um, I was surprised in one way because it's been 12 years. Um, and yet, I know that, you know, um, it was okay when it came back because it said something to me very special. It said, I still miss and I honor, you know, I guess I honor that uh, relationship I had that was significant. And thinking about the kids too. I mean, that's part of the journey is it's not only impacting you, but it's impacting so many people around you. So for our listeners, could you explain why you believe that we need to rethink the word recovery when we're referring to grief? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a, a really difficult word to apply to a uh, grief experience because really, the, I mean, the definition of recovery is to bring something back into its original state. You know, so, I mean, that's not possible to bring back somebody because they've died and they're gone. So, you know, often I hear, I hear people uh, talk about, you know, I have to recover from this experience, this grief experience to be able to go on in life. And so it kind of, for me, um, again, indicates that there's this uh, getting done and over with type of philosophy that um, is part of people's thinking. You know, recovery means you're done, you're over with. And I've always kind of, I love the word when it's applied to certain things, but more so when it's applied, I mean, often recovery is kind of applied to addictions, really, not grief. Um, you know, you recover from um, some type of addiction in your life. But even uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, I find it fascinating. They don't use the word recover. They, they say you're recovering um, alcoholics, so that you're always in the process of, of recovery, and I think that's very true uh, in grief as well. You're not finished. You're not done. You feel like you're always recovering from the next moment, the next grief burst that happens in your life, the next experience like this one that I went through at the anniversary of Pam's death. So I think we have to be really, really careful that we uh, that we use that that word because, uh, as we know, at least from my experience, uh, grief is something that you don't get over. Um, uh, and a person is someone you shouldn't get over, and <laughs> you still love them, they're part of your life in a different way. Could you talk a little bit about what it means to honor the grief uh, when it returns and revisits your life? Yeah, I mean, I, I really, you know, it's, it sounds strange for me because I've, I've said this to people uh, before that, you know, um, grief can actually become maybe maybe a gift in some ways, and people are kind of uh, taken back by that comment. You know, uh, grief seems to bring back memories and sometimes pain and pain and hurt and tears. And, uh, and yet, you know, again, the definition of grief is missing somebody you love. And so if grief is missing somebody um, that you love and miss, then it's actually a, a gift that they're coming back into our life. And so... Um, I want to honor that moment. I want to I want to take time to honor that grief returning because it's not about the grief; it's about the person, and the person is what you're remembering. 
And yeah, there might be some sadness, there might be some tears like I had a little bit. But, you know, those tears and, and sadness turned immediately into joy, into um, thankfulness, into what I did experience, uh, not what I didn't. And so when you honor uh, the grief or honor that person, you begin to think about what was given. Um, because you can never, I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, when somebody dies, I think you always would love to have more time with them. It's never enough. It doesn't matter how old you are. I wish I had another moment with them. I wish I had another day. I, I wish I had, you know, another word from them. I wish I could look at them one more time. Um, but you can't. I mean, that's that's reality of death. So, but the power in honoring him is that you do have another moment. It's different. It's not the same. But you still honor, I think, what you've had. And that is a key to moving forward in your grief is to honor and thank um, God, whoever, however you see God in your life, um, uh, for what you did have and not what you didn't. And I think that's what I tried to do um, in my in the anniversary of, of uh, Pam's. So having, so having said that, then, what did you do to honor Pam and the grief that returned this last week? Well, I, I think I did a few things. First of all, um, I honored it because I, I, I wanted to, because first of all, I knew that was going to come back. So I wasn't ignoring the reality of the grief and the relationship that was uh, you know, part of my life for you know, almost 25 years married and three years prior to that. So I was giving it, I think I was giving it some space in my day, first of all. So, um, you know, so that day really was, I had some meetings and I had some things I had to do, but I also knew deep down that I would probably need some space uh, to honor that. Um, so I think, number one, I think that's, Firstly, what I did. Um, secondly, I think what's really important is that I, I shared that with uh, those around me. So um, I knew my kids, for example, would be also thinking about their mom. And so I was intentional in uh, you know texting them a message about about their mom and this is the day. And you know I pretty well said to them, I know that your mom would be very proud of you. You know what you become honoring their grief as well. Um, you know, number three was to talk with you and share that day with you because, uh, you know, you're the most important person in my life right now. And so to have you um, to be able to, to sit with me and uh, hear the stories and, and share the tears and hold me tight, um, that was um, honoring that moment. And then I guess fourthly was to have some space just for myself. And so I know that you honored that uh, in my life as well, to be able to get away. And I went away for a couple hours and, you know, did some writing and some thinking and reflecting. And yes, I had some tears. There's no doubt about that. But it was really um, important for me just to get away and remember, um, you know, what this day was all about. And I guess, you know, in hindsight, the day was not about um, the anniversary of Pam's death. It was about what Pam meant to us what she gave to us, what we're thankful for, and to honor her um, and honor what was given again, not what wasn't. And so I think I was able to turn uh, fairly quickly into um, gratitude, gratitude to what was given and thankfulness to the life that we did have with Pam uh, here on earth. I've often heard you refer to grief as a communal event as well. 
And the fact that, it, you know, when someone dies, it impacts not just a few people, but a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the ways, too, that you remembered, Pam, was to share that on Facebook mm. and allow other people to grieve yes. alongside of you. And you had quite a few responses from that. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. I mean, I don't put a lot of personal comments on Facebook, um, you know, at all. I mean, uh, but, you know, I knew that. I, I don't know, maybe I did it for my own um, healing or my own heart, but there's a lot of people out there who knew Pam on my Facebook account. And um, so I did. I, I just wrote a, a little note on Facebook about this was, you know, that I was having a hard day. I was honest with people. I was having a hard day and I was remembering um, Pam from her anniversary, but also, also acknowledging you as part of my new life which is really important and because I had new friends uh, that didn't know Pam and I only knew you. Um, but I was amazed at the comments coming back, how um, gracious they were, how caring. But the powerful thing that I learned for me was that um, I'm not the only one who was deeply touched by this woman's life. I mean, I love hearing the stories, you know, of a, of a, of a next-door neighbor who said, yeah, you know, we miss Pam so much. And she was like a mother to my son. He used to go over to her house every day, you know, after school. And, uh, you know, all, all these stories that really deeply um, kind of identified who Pam was. You know, I remember another uh, individual saying, yeah, man, I can hear Pam's voice now. I used to love her her voice when she sang in church or at another event. Um, I can still hear that uh, angelic voice. You know, so those stories about who she was that have touched other people, um, I think were important to me. And I think for me, um, this whole aspect of, of grief, you know, it's a communal experience, it's to recognize that um, our grief does touch on many people in life. And it's so important to recognize people uh, and, and to recognize they're missing and not to take it lightly, not to say, oh, yeah, it's been 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, kind of aren't they over that yet? No, you don't have to ever recover from grief. You don't have to because you are in a relationship with someone in a different way. Uh, you still love them. They're still important to you and they're still significant. And you carry a little bit of them forward in your life as you go forward. And um, so the Facebook messages were actually beautiful and very touching. I was, I was really surprised by the amount of compassion uh, that was shared for me and my journey. That's great. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your heart. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors, First Memorial Funeral Services and Garden of Memories in Victoria for sponsoring this program. And once again, if you are needing your services, um, you can phone 250-658-5244. This is It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. I'm Erica Fairberg, filling in for Rick, who I just interviewed but he'll return next week. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. We hope this podcast was encouraging to you. There are so many different types of loss. Why not take time to listen to some of the other unique stories in this podcast series, 
feel free to share them with family, friends, neighbors. If you'd like to receive notifications about the next episode in the series, please subscribe and we'll make sure you don't miss out. We hope that you'll be joining us again on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us with host Rick Berg. Take good care.